Please listen carefully. Hey, my name's Matilda. I'm Sibylla. And my name is Andrea. And this is Do Talk to Strangers. Here's the thing. Every day we pass hundreds of potential friends or even lovers on the street with lives just as rich and complex as ours. The problem is just that we don't sit down and talk. It's not like you can just ask someone what their biggest regret is on the morning train ride. It's just not what's done. Until now. So, psychologist Dr. Arthur Aaron published a paper in the 90s, and he claimed that he could make two people fall in love by answering 36 questions. These questions are separated into three different sets, and each set gets more intense than the last. When we saw these questions, we thought this was the answer to our problem. Here's the play. We go out one by one, finding someone who will give us an hour of their time. We then ask each other 36 of the most intimate questions imaginable, and hopefully, by the end walk away with a new friend. This week it was Andrea's turn. Yes. So I headed out at dusk to Parliament Gardens. All right, so I just left the other girls and I'm going to try and find someone to ask 36 questions. This is freaking me out. I don't even know why. That's where I found Jonas. Excuse me? Hi, are you busy? It depends. I can explain what it's about and then you can let me know if you're busy or not. Okay. All right. Um, can I sit? All right. My name is Andrea and I work for a podcast station and we have a social experiment going on. It's based on a theory from the 1990s about there was a scientist doing a, like experiment about love. Mm-hmm. We've changed it into friendship because love is quite intense, but he made 36 questions and he kind of made an experiment about it and he proved that after asking those 36 questions to each other people would fall in love. So we're going to test it on friendship instead. I was curious if you wanted to try it out. It sounds interesting, yeah? It is pretty interesting. I am freaking out. I have not read the questions, to be honest. So if you want to, we could try. It could take some time though. Do you have some time? I do have time, yeah. All right, perfect. So uh, I'm going to sit a bit closer, if that's all right, just to get the sound right. Uh, could you... We're going to be friends at the end of this. <laughs> that is true. That's how it goes. Could you say your name? Uh, Jonas Scheiman. So I'm just going to get out the questions. Uh, do you want to ask me first, or do you want me to ask you first? I don't mind at all. All right, how about you ask me? So try to not look at the other ones. This okay. is set number one. Mm-hmm. It's 12 questions in each set. Question one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Uh, anyone in the world, who would I want as a dinner guest? Oh, God. Uh, dead or alive? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. I need to think. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I'll think for a second. If I could choose one person in the world, <laughs> maybe I should have chosen someone else. But I think I would say Emma Watson because she's inspiring as a feminist. Who would your dinner guest be? I would like to meet Socrates. Uh, he's a philosopher back in... Uh, he died, I think, 180 um, um, AD or something. Why would so you like to meet him? He's an inspirational philosopher. So I think I know I would learn a lot from him. Question number two. Would you like to be famous in 
what way? Um, oh, I guess like when I was small, everybody wanted to be a famous like singer and stuff. I do like singing, mm -hmm. but now I want I want to be a writer. I want to write books that people remember, I think. What about you? I don't want to be famous. <laughs> I don't it won't bring anything uh, of benefit to me. Everyone thinks fame is such a great thing and they have to be heard by the whole world. Why not start by being heard by your neighbor, by your friends, by your family, people around you, and then build your fame um, outwards instead of a uh, dream to be famous in the world and it never comes true. So I suppose, yes, I want to be famous, but by the people around me, not uh, global fame. You know what, I think maybe I should ask the question, you could answer first, and then I can have some time to think about a cooler answer. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? And if you do, why? Absolutely. Uh, but I suppose uh, just self-talk, as in, in, your, in my mind. It sounds like it's very general, like before every time before I make a telephone call. But yeah, I think I do. Especially when I talk to my grandma, to be honest. Because she always wants a full update. So I just need to think about everything I want to tell her. So that I like get to tell her everything that time we have to talk, if you know. Yeah. Question four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? The perfect day for me, to be honest, is not here. The perfect day for me is being at home with my sister. And being able to be with her all day. What about you? To have choice of uh, fully control of what to do the day. So as in not focus on work or something like that. To have a free day to be out in nature. Uh, I come from a very small town. There's 500 people in the town. So now in this city there's four point something million. Of course I'm missing nature. <laughs> so somewhere like that. What did you last sing? To yourself, question mark. To someone else, question mark. The last thing I sang to myself was <laughs> when I was driving a bike home yesterday. I sing uh, off the top of my lungs when I ride my bike because I love to sing, but then people can't like hear me because I'm swishing past them. And last time I sang to someone was to my sister. Yeah. What about you? I don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never. When I was young, I used to sing, but then my voice broke, and then I just kind of it. It was frustrating, so I just didn't. I stopped singing. Did you sing like um, professionally? No, I I used to play piano, and my pianist uh, did want me to record one of the songs that I would I was singing, uh, but then my voice broke, and that ended. Okay, number six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? So mind or body? It sounds strange, but I think I would say body. So there would be no limitations. Because the mind is still, it's still your mind. Or do, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I would definitely say mind. Really? <laughs> definitely. Why? Because if you get um, 
I don't know, Alzheimer's or something like that, you don't really know what to do. You don't physically know what to do. You can't enjoy your physical body without your mental, uh, your mind. If I lose my mind, but I'm physically active, what use is it? Uh, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? A secret hunch? I think it's a foolish question, really. Uh, we we would know it all. It's not in our power. As in, no, I do not have a hunch. I think I I do have a hunch because everyone in my family has had cancer. Everyone, so I'm pretty uh, prepared to get cancer myself. But I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that's gonna kill me, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen. But if I would like have to like think of something. That is something that I think of. It's not like scaring me from day to day, but... Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. That's us, they mean us. Okay. Well, we're both not from here. Uh, I think we both miss our families. And... We both... I want to say that we've both played piano. I haven't played that well, though. But I'm going to stick with that. Now it's your turn. What do we have in common? I was literally going to say very simply, we're both from the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're both in our 20s. <laughs> we both have blue eyes. All right. Yeah. That's the two. Are we still in phase one? Yes. There's actually more in phase one. I think there's 12 in each. Yeah. Even more, maybe. All right. Uh, number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? I, I am very grateful for my family, but to be honest, on a like broader level, and it's going to sound weird, but I'm very grateful for being born in Norway mm. because that has given me a lot of goods, which I don't even know if I deserve being able to ha take education in another country, welfare, like, yeah, free education, free, every, like, it's a very good country to be born in. It's a, I won a lottery, so I think I should be grateful to that, actually. Yeah. What about you? For what in your life do you feel most grateful? I think I have to agree with you, as in, fa I do believe family is very important. And I am very grateful for my family because I grew up in a very good, uh, strong family. As in, even though they went through a breakup, we still are a strong family. And I think that's something I really appreciate. Perfect. Okay, next question. Right. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? I hope my parents won't hear this. Um, <clears throat> I need to think for a second. So I'm getting very uh, philosophical now. Yeah. I have an answer anyway. You have an answer? Yeah. Then you go first. Okay. If I could change one thing, I wouldn't want to change anything. Because by choosing to say that you want to change something, it's recognizing that you are not accepting yourself. As in, we are our our experience so to say that you want to change that is actually a lie 
So I wouldn't want to change anything, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. I, oh, the, yeah, I have to agree on that, actually. Because we're a product of how we were raised, if you know what I mean. I think there are certain events I wish I didn't witness, of course. Uh, like fights between my parents. But it all turned out well. They're friends. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you just said. You learn the most from um, instances like that. Yeah. Number 11. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. <gasps> Jesus, oh, four God. minutes is huge. Okay. All right, do you want me to start? Yeah. And we have to do it by the book, so can you take the time? I was born the... <laughs> mm, we can, we, yeah, let's try. Okay. All right, so I, I, I was born in Norway. I told you that. Um, and I had one brother. He is four years younger than me. And my parents lived together until I was eight when they told me they were getting a divorce. And, um, oh God, what do I mention? There's so many things happening in that time. I had one best friend. Uh, that everybody tried to take from me which made me very vulnerable at that time and then my parents got a divorce and then my dad got cancer so everything kind of went crashing down so I went into like an identity crisis I guess I cut my hair short and I started wearing I had wore dresses every day every day all season like every season until I was yeah eight and then I started wearing like pants I cut my hair People started like, calling me Patrick because I looked like a guy at school named Patrick. Um, but then my dad got better. And my mom remarried with my stepfather. And I got a stepsister. And we hated each other. We, we, did. It was, we were hitting each other. And she was small. She was five years younger than me. And we were like hitting each other and screaming to each other. And like we were enemies. But now we're best friends. Like I love her more than anything. Um, all right, so I was born, uh, I grew up in one of the, oh my God, I grew up in one of the, <laughs> only one minute. Okay, I grew up in one of the richest suburbs in Oslo, uh, which was a challenge because my, my, my parents weren't poor. My dad was a teacher and my mom was an artist and a journalist, so I got a lot of hate from my clothes and my style. And um, one time that the kids even went on like a web page to check what the parents' income were. And they like put me up to the richest guy in class. And that was like the joke of the day. But then I got away from uh, that area. I went, <laughs> that's a rat, that's a very big rat. Okay, anyway, then I started like, um, I think I'm going to move to high school because the rest of like the school years were pretty bad. I had a lot of mean people. Like, it's very typical to say that you got bullied, like bullied, but I was quite big, so I didn't get bullied a lot. Uh, but when I went to high school, I found people that actually cared about me for the first time, except like two friends I had before that. So that was pretty amazing. And um, yeah, all right, I'm gonna say the most important thing. In uh, when I was. 13 or something like that, my dad met my stepmom. She was younger, she didn't have any kids, so she and him, they have <clears throat> given me two small sisters. One of them is two years old, and the other one, or two and a half, almost three, and the other one is six months. 
and I love my sisters more than anything and I miss them so much and then I moved here yeah I forgot about that I moved here uh, a month ago something like that and I'm studying and I'm loving being here but I it hurts being away from my sisters to be honest and my family oh god what more should I say oh and my name is Andrea did I ever tell you that hmm. my name is Andrea Hi, Andrea. thank you <laughs> Exactly. That was four minutes. Wow, I left out so much important stuff, but it goes kind of fast. It's your turn now. Okay. okay. You ready? I'll just go close. Alright, go. Um, okay, I suppose I'll start with my name. My name's Jonas. <laughs> uh, my family's German, so I was born in Germany. My parents decided to move and realized my father can speak. I suppose English and French and he's good with languages but he thought that somewhere English speaking would be best and they made the decision between English and or England and Ireland and um, apparently to them it was obvious that they'd go to Ireland so <laughs> hence uh, at around three and a half years old or something we all went into a hippie van and uh, I have one, one brother one older brother and we just travelled Ireland found a very small town with uh, where we found really nice people and just settled down there which is really nice so I suppose we settled down we actually just started we started our own craft shop uh, because we came to the country and uh, my father is a social worker my mother's a nurse but they couldn't actually go into their field of study so my mother started making puppets my father started making uh, brooches and things like that and we just opened our own craft shop called Illusions Craft Shop and it became very popular and it was actually fantastic a really really cool childhood because they always had the most amazing toys uh, at home so that was really really nice and because they, we had our own shop they always had a lot of time rats back I don't really mind I think no, they're kind of cute nice. so yeah uh, Childhood, childhood was good. Um, we lived in a caravan that was nice, but looking back, it was freezing. It was absolutely terrible. It was, and Ireland, it does get not as cold, but um, it does get cold. And yeah, and then what I really enjoyed about uh, my childhood was that we built our own house. Literally, whenever we got money, we got a few more bricks, and we started. It took years but we built our own house so that was really really nice and I remember when I was young I was so proud I could lift up one block and that was a huge thing and yeah so and in a way I helped to build our house which was really nice um, then my parents divorced I think I was 12 13 or something which of course was I was an ignorant child so when my father told me that they are or he's leaving it shook me and i didn't know i was like what how is this happening it came out of the blue my brother would just laugh it's like you're an idiot how did you not see this so i was a very um but ignorance is bliss because i was i was a very happy child so that was a bit of a shock because it kind of shook me into reality um yeah but it was okay and then i suppose actually interesting I talked to my mother the last day and 
I realized that because of the divorce, it didn't, I didn't really have parents through my teenage years. As in my father, he's, he did say to me as well that when he was younger, he really wanted to, he never wanted his parents around. So when they divorced, he actually stayed away. So didn't have a father too much. My mother kind of became a friend and not a parent figure. So, yeah. And sorry to speed up. A year ago, I went to New Zealand, traveled with a girlfriend, then uh, broke up with her in New Zealand, met a new girl, and now here in Australia. Wow, that was right on point. There's a lot of things you also wish you would have said, or is that just me? Uh, to be honest, time flies. Okay, there's one more question, and then we're on set two. And that means more difficult questions. Just so you know that, okay? If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any, uh, any one quality or ability, what would it be? Discipline. I would like to have discipline. Because there's so many things in this world that uh, we all want to do and I want to do. And it always comes and then it goes. And then I find nowadays uh, this world is moving too quickly, especially in cities and so forth. And we lack the discipline to actually keep focus on one t thing. I would love to be able to talk any language. You know how some people can learn languages like that because they just have it in. I would love to be able to speak any language in the world because that could mean that I could go anywhere and gain contact with people from any country on a deeper level mm. than uh, for example if I do want to be an anthropologist or work as a journalist I could go anywhere and talk to anyone that would be pretty cool like that it would be no limitations when it came to language I think that's my answer I mean I, I should have said like the ability to be invisible or something fly <laughs> I always wanted to fly when I was younger. I always wanted to be the invisible one. I did actually want to be invisible too, but then I grew up and realized that's just creepy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, why would you want to be invisible? But other than that people can see when you're around. But you, you can rub things. You can. Okay, not but that that's, that's... Terrible. That is not something I want to do. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea what people See, want to be invisible. Exactly. I used to want to be when I was a child. <laughs> and it was, I just thought it would be really cool because you could see whatever you want to do. And then I realized it's just creepy. Yeah. Never ever Why would you want to be invisible? <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're getting to set number two. So these questions I've definitely not even looked at. Um, so I don't know what to expect. So I want you to read the first one. They may not be that bad, though. We'll see. Oh, be careful so you don't see the ones that are... Don't see set number three. They're on the back. Yeah. Okay. So, set two. So now we're at the end of set one, a third of the way through. And here's a taste of what's to come. And I remember that very well. And he told me that he loved me. Yeah. I think that's most... <laughs> Sorry. 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Greatest accomplishment. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I would say that I'm a very passionate person. 
Head over to set two to hear the rest.